What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday! Unfortunately, it's not a victory Monday. It is a really frustrating loss Monday, which uh, leads itself to a lot of fun online. It's been a day, and hopefully it continues to be a day here on Packers Daily with you fine folks. As people call me FaceTime Audio, I am not available. I'm live talking to Packers fans worldwide because it's what I do. It's what I do. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. Uh, hey, as the title of this video suggests, running backs don't matter, except when they do, and they certainly did yesterday for both teams because that's a game I believe the Packers win going away if Aaron Jones is suited up. And we all know A.J. Dillon is not Aaron Jones. A.J. certainly has his own frustrations, but he was also productive at points yesterday. Seemingly, everybody kind of forgets the good plays and focuses on the frustrating parts, which I understand. I get it. But it's not like A.J. was complete a complete afterthought yesterday. He ran hard. He had some tough yards. He had some nice catches out of the backfield. But then you turn it around, you look at the Falcons, and they're complimented backs, and you see the talent there. Obviously, Robinson is the headliner, but they're both very, very, very talented, and the team is built to win with them and or play a brand of football with them. That kind of highlights the idea of, what we always talk about here, there's more than one way to win in the NFL. And the Packers are built to win a certain way. They're going to score points on offense. They're going to get after it and create turnovers on defense. It's seemingly been that way for a very long time in Green Bay. It hasn't really mattered who the quarterback is. It hasn't really mattered who the defensive coordinator is. It just has that kind of build to it. And I know Brian has seemingly tried to turn the tide with his roster construction, right? We've talked a lot about how they've tried to become a more complete team. But so far, and especially coming off of that game, it sure looks like a team that, yeah, they're not going to line up and play smash-mouth football anytime soon on either side of the ball. And they are going to be a team that can win games, and I expect they will win plenty of them this year where they're going to score a lot of points, they're going to create turnovers on defense, and they're going to be able to pin their ears back on defense and, and not really have to worry about playing against a smash-mouth team. But when they do face those smash-mouth teams, it's going to be a problem. That's uh, just the way they're built. And you can talk about the missed opportunities, of which there were plenty yesterday, but the way the running backs were both kind of utilized and uh, put in certain positions went a long way of determining the outcome of that game. So the next time you hear the running backs don't matter, well, they don't until they do. And it's about value. I understand it's about roster construction, where you utilize, uh, you know, the the whatever kind of input you want to have, right? Whether it's draft picks, whether it's free agency dollars, whether it's re-signing somebody to a contract extension, what have you, there's more than one way to win. And so when everyone talks about, oh, that's a terrible – like, I think the Falcons, you know, clearly Robinson is insanely talented, and I don't think there were – too many naysayers of that, but there are certainly people in the analytics community who really kind of derided that pick. Man, through the first two weeks, you can see the vision that the Falcons have. Now, are they going to be able to ride that to a championship this year? I doubt it, but they certainly have an identity, and they certainly have a formula for the way they want to win, and hey, so far, two weeks in, they've been successful with it. Now, you flip it over on the Packers' side, and look, just talking about the game, forget the running back's position for a second, right? The Packers should be commended for 
the way they fought in that game, given how many guys they were down on offense. Like, you can talk about no moral victories and all that, and I agree. 100% it's a bottom line business. you got to win that football game. No question about it. But I had a lot of people up in my mentions prior to the game or even in the YouTube chat during the game talking about how, oh, the Packers are going to get blown out or the Packers were, were going to get run all over, which, of course, they did. But they, they were going to get killed. Like, it was going to be – they were talking – it was going to be 30 to, like, 10 or something like that. Well, it wasn't. The Packers showed up. They definitely got off the bus. And you got to commend the guys who were out there, whether it's Rasheed Walker, whether it's uh, – Royce Newman, guys who you probably weren't counting on heading into the day, but certainly went out there and played at a level which allowed the Packers to be in a position to win. Again, I'm not dismissing the loss. It's definitely a team loss. It's definitely on Lafleur and Barry, no doubt about it. But you don't have to revel in the idea of, like, oh, all these negative things happen. Well, some positive things happen too. And there is a whole lot of ball game left when it comes to the Green Bay Packers season. But as we talked about all summer long, these losses are going to happen. It is a foundational season. It is a year to figure out what your foundation is for this next, hopefully, long-term window. And I tell you what, the most important piece of that hoped-for long-term window is Jordan Love. And Jordan Love is fucking balling. All right? And you can talk about the negatives, which people do, and they are all day today, but... Don't, hey, first number one, don't talk to me about PFF grades. I don't understand why people get so kind of involved and upset about PFF grades. Who cares about PFF grades? They mean nothing. You know what matters? Wins and losses. And the Packers have won a game and they've lost a game, started by Jordan Love. But he's contributed mightily on the football field so far. And he has played a pretty damn good brand of football. And he's only, what, three starts into his NFL career. That's insane to me. He started three games. And at the moment, he is currently leading the league in passer rating and touchdown passes. Not a bad start. And that's all it is. It's a start. But that's a really good fucking start. I got to think, if he puts, you know, three, four more of these games together, these type of games, they'll be talking extension. And it'll be on. I can't wait. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. People ready to mix it up. Let's go, Mimsy. What's up, man? Is Joe Barry sponsored by a mattress company? The man is obsessed with excessive cushions. Must be a great interview. He has proven nothing in the NFL. Mimsy, I'd love to push back on that, but I really can't. It's so funny. Everyone talking about like getting run over, which, again, they were. But to me, the most frustrating call in that entire game from Joe Barry is the third and 15 they give up in the first half. It's a third and 15. That's 15 yards for those of you playing at home. And Joe has them playing like 100 yards off and allows a 20-yard completion. Now, he doesn't allow it. The players do. But that's the call. It's so passive. And that's their MO. That's their whole MO. It works great if you can control things with four guys up front. That's what they did against Chicago last week. That's what they were unable to do yesterday. If you can control the offensive line with four guys, you're cooking with gas with this scheme. No question about it. The problem is, is Joe was hired uh, because of his involvement in and with, you know, Staley's scheme that they ran out there in L.A. He wasn't even the coordinator. He was a linebacker's coach. 
But yeah, that team had Aaron Donald. That team had some fucking dogs up front. They could control things up front when, you know, you're worried about Aaron freaking Donald. It's just baffling to me. Or you can go back to Fangio in Chicago. Fangio could run it because he could control things with four guys up front. Heading into yesterday's game, what was the game plan? Oh, look, they've got two really talented, fantastic running backs. They've got a really physical offensive line, and they love to pound the rock. Are we going to adjust our scheme in any meaningful way, or are we going to play a soft cover two shell for the majority of the time? Oh, it's soft cover two shell. Thank you. I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. So, Mimsy, yeah, I got I got nothing for you, buddy. I'm, I'm in lockstep. I can't help it. Vex, thanks for the super chat, man. I'm pissed off, says Vex. Yes, Joe Barry needs to get out. However, this organization refuses to do more than the bare minimum to address the running defense. Remember in 2013 when the 49ers put up 323 rushing? Some things don't change. I mean, 49ers, hell, just think back to last year against the Eagles. They put up, what, 300 yards? Plus, blah, blah, blah. Organizational. This is what I was talking about at the top of the hour, or the top of the chat. Yes, it is organizational. They want to score a bunch of points and let that defense feast on a team, hopefully, that's behind and be able to create some turnovers and get after the quarterback. When it comes to stopping the run, it's been pretty optional in Green Bay for mm, a decade plus. No doubt about it. It ain't Fritz Shermer out there, that's for damn sure. Now, yeah, I say Fritz Shermer, and of course, you know, he had Gilbert, Reggie, Santana, Jones. He had some dogs up front. I will say my one of, not my big, biggest disappointment, but one of my biggest disappointments yesterday was TJ Slayton. Yeah, the whole idea of TJ Slayton is that he's going to be able to help you in this kind of game. And he played okay. I'm not going to say he had a bad game. I don't think he had a bad game, but you would have liked to have seen a little bit more from him. And that would have helped if you're going to play the way Joe wants to play. William, thanks for the super chat, man. But seriously, why can't we adjust on D? Hashtag fired Dom. Man, I don't know. I just had just talked about this with Andy on Let's Talk Football. If you haven't, I highly encourage you to listen to it. It's always good therapy for me. I think it will be for most people who are Packers fans. Um, but, yeah, there's a sequence in the second half of that game where it is beyond frustrating, where they're just lined up in pistol, and they've got – they see two down linemen, and they're like, okay. They run it up the middle, and literally the running back has eight yards before he's contacted. I mean, before he's even hit. And then the next play, they line up again with two defensive linemen, and the Falcons are like, really? Okay, we'll just run the same fucking play again. And this time, you know, the safety forward gets down a little earlier, and there's like four yards, but essentially they gave him like 12 free yards. And then they made the big adjustment of having an extra defensive lineman come in for the next play. And they said, oh, okay, uh, we'll run outside now. It's, yeah. It's frustrating, man. I can't imagine how frustrating it is for the Packers coaches and players having to watch that tape today. Uh, But, yeah, if I had an answer for you, dude, I'd probably be on the staff. But uh, I don't, and I'm not. Matthew, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Good evening, Nags, from England. Hey, Matthew. Hello from New York. Hope you're doing well. Edison said on the invention of the light bulb, I have not failed a thousand times. I have succeeded in proving that those 1,000 ways will not work. We will learn more from our L's than our W's. Yeah, but if you lose a thousand football games, you're probably going to get fired. 
I just, I kid, I kid. I hear what you're saying, and you're right. Uh, I thought Jaden Reed had a great quote after the game, uh, alluding to let this build us, not break us. I think that is the perfect mindset, especially for this team. No doubt, you will learn from it. The issue, though, I have, and this is the thing this is so frustrating, is that you've got guys in Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry who have been in these positions before, and you would hope had learned from those moments and those games and those frustrations and those L's. Yesterday didn't really lend itself to that idea in any meaningful way. Dan, thanks for the Super Chat, man. I've looked around in between Carry the G, Ale, and your daily chats at all. You have me forever. Well, Dan, that's quite the commitment, sir, uh, but I appreciate you. Speaking of Carry the G, it has definitely landed in Madison. So if you're in the Madison area, uh, later tonight I will have an expanded list on Cheesehead TV of where it is available in the great city of Madison and uh, surrounding locales. It continues its push into the greater wide area of the great state of Wisconsin. So be on the lookout. And again, if you want carry the G in a local spot, just hit up the Gathering Place website, hit the Carry the G page. They have a form that you can fill out with the name of the establishment, and uh, carry, and Gathering Place will reach out to them and make sure they get it. Dennis, thanks for the Super Chat, man. They say you fall in love with your team during the losses. There may be a tsunami of new little Packer backers this year. Does that mean there are a bunch of them coming off that five-game losing streak last year? Uh, I'm not so sure I agree with that police work, but possibly. Joe, thanks for the Super Chat, man. All Packers points Sunday scored by rookies. Don't know when slash if that's happened before. It did not happen in Crosby's rookie year. That was a pretty incredible moment when you kind of realize that everybody who's stepping up in this situation is a rookie. You know, Christian Watson being unavailable. And uh, Samari Torre, uh, somewhat, you know, somewhat involved. But, I mean, most of the game plan was centered around rookies. And that's the other thing to think about when you talk about Jordan Love and his game and where he needs to improve, and he certainly does. But, man, he's doing this, throwing to guys who have, like, barely played in the NFL. That's crazy. That is crazy. John, thanks for the super chat, man. Nags, let me know if I should go help JT pack his place up for his move to Green Bay, kidding, sort of. Defense is the definition of insanity. AJ, disappointing. Yeah, the same thing over and over again. No question about it. The AJ thing is is disappointing, but more just bewildering. Because you know he can do it. Like, why is he suddenly just not able to do consistently what you know he can do? That's where the mystery is. Uh, Chris East, thanks for the Super Chat. I don't buy Matt LaFleur's excuse that it was a long kick for Carlson when they punted instead of attempting the field goal. He has the leg. Well, I think there's a lot there. I I buy that he would have kicked it at 51, but he wasn't going to kick it at 56. Um, He just should have taken a timeout, and he admitted that. Vex, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Also, media complaining about fans and then writing the offense was an icy hot mess is disgraceful. Okay, Vex, see, you're doing that thing where you paint with a broad brush and you're not even coming close to making a legit point. Like, I, I don't have no, first of all, I have no idea who wrote it was an icy hot mess. I have no, no idea. And also, you're using a word like disgraceful? Man, brother, 
there are headlines all over this great land of ours that you could call, oh, this story is disgraceful. The characterization of an offense in a football game probably doesn't rise to that standard. That's just me. That's just how I roll. Just something to think about, man. Brad, thanks for the super chat. Love AJ as a guy, but has he taken a step back? Well, that's the thing. I don't think coming off last season, no. It's a continuation of the frustrations that we saw last year. And AJ himself acknowledged that this offseason about needing to pick his feet up, get out ahead of, not get out ahead of his sticks. And probably, you know, to, he wrote this on Twitter, you know, take a look at his game and improve in certain areas. And that just hasn't happened. Not in a really kind of significant way. At least not two weeks in. Now, here's my one thing I will say in defense of AJ and the running game in general, because the blocking was not good again yesterday. Like they now they're juggling pieces, don't have their best players through a stretch of that game. I understand all that, but here's my thing: when you look at the run blocking and you're talking about the running backs, what they're pro being able to, you know, how they're productive or how they're not, etc. You get what you emphasize. And anybody who was out there this summer watching camp knows what they were emphasizing this summer. And that was the passing game. That's Jordan Love. That's trying to get the ball to these playmakers in space, etc. Right? Deep, middle, underneath, whatever. The passing game got three times the attention that the running game did. And that's not – I'm not faulting Matt for that at all. I totally agree with that approach, especially in today's NFL, especially with a young quarterback who's going to be entering his first season as a starter – you absolutely should be emphasizing the passing game. But here's where it comes back to bite you. Not only do you not get to hit in any real meaningful way, you heard Matt in his press conference today talk about how they weren't physical at the point of attack. Well, yeah, they haven't been able to do a whole lot of it. They haven't been able to, you know, practice the run aspects that are so important when it comes to the physicality of it, the ability to get off that double team, get to the second level, and then hit that linebacker, they've now run, you know, probably, yeah, what, 25, 30 of those plays at most through these first two games in a real kind of meaningful setting where they weren't doing that. And they're not allowed to do that in camp. They're certainly not doing it with the full squad through these preseason games. And when they are, there's, it's hardly anywhere near the intensity that regular season football is. So they, they've, they've come out of the gate lacking in the running game. There's zero doubt about that. I suspect that will pick up and get better and improve, especially up front with their physicality, with their attention to detail, because they're going to be doing it. They're just going to be doing it a lot more. I have zero doubt, listening to Matt today, sure sounds like they're going to look at schematically what they're asking AJ to do for good reason. And I do think all of those elements coalescing over time will help and will help AJ. But man, yeah, that doesn't help explain why he's falling over his own feet trying, trying to gain a yard by apparently diving under the pile rather than running through a motherfucker's face. You know? I saw that man run through Bobby Wagner's fucking face for a touchdown two years ago. You know? I need that AJ back. It's that simple. I mean, if I'm in the locker room, or I'm not the locker room, but if I'm in the meeting room, that's what I'm saying to AJ. Believe in yourself, man. Believe you're going you're gonna to run through that motherfucker. Because you can. 
Um, BD, thanks for the super chat, man. Kenny Clark, overrated. A couple years ago, I said the Packers don't have championship. D got laughed at. They still don't. Okay, well, on that second part, we agree. But Kenny Clark, overrated? My man played like 60-plus snaps yesterday, dude. My guy, did you see all of the game? Did you see Kenny Clark destroying people early on? Did you see the fucking Falcons run 78 plays? My guy, learn ball. That's all I'm asking, just learn ball. The second part, yeah, you're pretty spot on. Jacab24, thanks for Super Chat. Matt LaFleur sounds frustrated with box injury setback. I'm glad you asked about this, Ja, Jacab24. The Bakhtiari thing is interesting, isn't it? And I say interesting in every sense of that word. Uh, It's kind of a Rorschach test at this point for what Packers fans and maybe people inside the building are thinking about when it comes to David Bakhtiari. Has everyone forgotten what he went through to get back on the football field? I mean, go back. Read about it. Learn about it. I get the whole thing about the turf and, oh, did he sit out because of the turf, whatever. Has he said that? Matt was asked today, and he said it was not the case, said there's swelling in the knee. If we get David Bakhtiari on record saying, yes, I sat out because of the turf, you guys can go to town, get out your pitchforks, be upset, get crazy. But Matt's been asked like six times about it. And it has said that Bakhtiari is injured. His knee has swelling in it. Yet my whole fucking Twitter feed is people laying into David for not playing, be- quote, because it was on turf. We don't have any confirmation about that. We have a lot of assumptions being made. Oh, I know, it's the internet. What am I thinking? But no one has said anything to confirm that. Can we just relax just a little bit? on the David Bakhtiari slander, and remember what the fuck he's dealing with when it comes to his knee. You mean he played a full game in Chicago and perhaps the knee did not respond very well? I'm shocked. But no, no, definitely jump to the turf. Of which, you know, that conclusion you have zero evidence of. But no, you're right. That's clearly the case. He just wanted to sit out. You suspect, Packers fans you got to remember what these guys are going through off the field. Please, I'm begging you. Lord. Soder, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Hope the D wants to prove something on Sunday. You and me both, man. I do think the Saints kind of play in, play into the style they want to play, right? The Saints are going to want to push the ball down the field. They want to throw the ball. They may run the ball as a cursory, okay, we got to set up the run to throw it, but they want to throw it. And uh, hopefully that plays into how the Packers play D. Um, Mark, thanks to Super Chat. I wonder if something is ailing AJ that we don't know about. It's possible. It's possible. We never really know 100% what guys are dealing with. But, you know, technically, if there's an injury, it should be on the injury report. And I don't remember seeing his name there. But it's possible. Definitely things have been kept from the injury report in the past in the NFL. I'm not saying it's impossible. Uh, Joe, what's up, man? AJ gets going when fans start wearing blaze orange. (laughs) You're not incorrect. Weather starts to turn. Get them running downhill. And I do think, I think Soder brought this up yesterday on 
watch party, although or maybe it was some someone did. Uh, you know, AJ's a volume runner. Like, feed him the ball. Get him going. And I get that it's frustrating when he's getting one, two, three yards of carry, but sometimes and often get him those one, two, three yards per carry in the first quarter, and then that turns into three, four, five yards in the second quarter, and that turns into five, six, seven yards in the third quarter, and you see where I'm going with this. Then in the fourth quarter, you're not falling down at the line of scrimmage. He's a volume runner, and there is very little, you know, opportunity for volume in the Packers' offense as currently constructed. Um, what do we got here? We're going BD. Just throwing words out here. Gets too much love on a D that can never stop the run. Are you talking about Kenny Clark? Yeah, but what's his job? What's his assignment? Where? Which plays are you talking about specifically? Where did he not win? Man, just throwing out there, uh, Kenny Clark is overrated. He gets love because he's a really good fucking football player, dude. Like, I don't... Like, yes, did the unit struggle yesterday? No question about it. Doesn't mean that Kenny Clark is overrated. Oh, just a bunch of haters. Pack Daddy, what's up? That three and out on three straight Dylan runs with the game on the line gave me a newfound appreciation for 12 flexing out of Matt LaFleur's running plays. Yeah, that was an unfortunate sequence. No question about it. Look. I get it. I talked about this with Andy as well. Like, you know, the previous drive was the, what, less than 40-second drive, where 40, a drive that lasted less than 40 seconds where they threw it on first down, got no, uh, incomplete, got nothing on second down with the run, and then threw incomplete on third down, you know? And they took no time off the clock. So next time around, Matt's like, okay, we got to run the ball. And they get, like, six yards on first down. So you think, okay, here we go. We're cooking with gas. Let's go. It's the second down run that kills you because you get into you, it should have been a first down, but it's third and one instead, and then third and one with this offense, man. Oh boy, I hate third and one. You know, I mean, it's either Rogers chucking it for Jesus on third and one, or it's AJ stumbling, bumbling, and not picking up a first down on third and one. I need more diversity. I need some love on third and one. John, thanks for the super chat. Positive side, the Bears still suck. This is true, but you know what? That's not a solace today. Yes, the Bears still suck. Of course they still suck. They will always still suck. That doesn't help the frustrations of losing a game you should have won. But yes, you are correct. They very much do suck. All right, buddy, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family that Carry the G Radio is back tomorrow afternoon. Myself, Billy Schmid, Wayne Laravie will join us as well at the top. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot to talk about. And, hey, we welcome your calls and texts. It'll be live here on our YouTube channel, but it'll also be available statewide, uh, 97.3 The Game and attendance stations, the iHeartRadio Network throughout Wisconsin. Make sure you're listening starting at noon central. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you tune in. In the meantime, hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. 